Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show. Brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. You know, it's getting a little bit cooler at night. You can feel it. And I was over at the Donovan and Jorgensen uh, offices a couple weeks ago and talking to, to Scott and Rob, and they said, here's what I would recommend. Turn your, turn your furnace on now. I call it a heater. They start laughing at me. They said, it's not a heater. It's a furnace. Turn the furnace on. Make sure it kicks in. Let it run for a couple of minutes, and then you can turn it off. And then you're feeling pretty good about uh, when it starts to get a little bit cooler at night. If you need to turn the furnace on because your wife's always cold. Hint, hint. Your wife is always cold. And what she's looking for is for that furnace to, to kick in. Make sure it kicks in if it doesn't. If it doesn't kick in or you're hearing some noises that you don't think you should be hearing, Make sure you, you call uh, call the people at Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. And trust me, this is an employee-owned company. And similar to the people that we just talked to, the people at Creative Construction Wisconsin, I trust the guys and, and the women at Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. We're going to talk uh, girls basketball, youth girls basketball today. The Wisconsin Lakers girls program with the director of this program, Mike Ellis. Mike, how are you today? Hello, sir. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks a lot for coming on today. It was really good talking to you the other day, and and it's interesting because sometimes when I hang up after talking to somebody about basketball, and I've been around that that game for a long time, and we have very similar beliefs on some of this stuff. I I just uh, I look forward to uh, talking Wisconsin Lakers basketball. It's a youth girls basketball program. They've been around since 1997, and. Uh, you know, Mike. Mike's dad started this program, and and now Mike is the director, and it's really kind of changed over the years. But I'll tell you what: since 1997, they've been doing a great job of teaching the fundamentals, teaching the game of basketball to to young girls from this area, and not only young girls, but all the way through the high school level. And Mike, you got to be really proud of of where the program has come. And you know, when you've been around since 1997, obviously you've been doing things the right way. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been very lucky. We've had some great families, great players over the years, and you know, it kind of morphed into um, you know just kind of giving kids an option, um, you know, to continue to advance their skills. To now, it's going to do well, particularly in high school age, kids trying to go on and, and play in college, you know. Um, and so it's uh, been a fun ride, and I enjoy what I do, and um, it's pretty easy to, to put in the long hours here on some of our great families and uh, great players. So. Hey, Mike, can we talk a little bit of kind of uh, your history? Um, I know that you played high school ball in Nevada, uh, but, you're, but you were born here. Your, your dad started the program here. And, and uh, when you made the decision to come back in this area um, and decided to take over the Wisconsin Laker program and, and, and move it forward a little bit, um, was that something that you thought – um, early on in your life that maybe you'd want to do? And when you moved to Nevada, was that even in the back of your mind that maybe one day I'll move back into the Wisconsin area? You know, my parents kept their place, um, you know, in Wisconsin. So I always came back 
in the summers. You know, uh, if you've ever been to Nevada in the summer, it's 110 degrees in the heat. You don't really want to spend too much time outside. So I was lucky enough to be able to come back to Wisconsin. Um, and I actually played club still uh, in Wisconsin. Um, so a um, bunch of my friends, uh, one, actually one of our coaches, I actually played with him, um, you know, way back when. And he's a coach of ours and coaches on the girls' side. His name's Jason Kofrat. Um So, you know, it was the back of the mind. Wisconsin was always kind of true home. Um, I enjoyed my time in Nevada. Uh, but, uh, you know, coaching, you know, you, when, you, when you're playing, you don't really think about coaching. And then when you're done playing, that's when you start getting into coaching. Um, my first experience coaching, though, was when I was still a player. My high school coach asked me if I'd coach a sixth-grade girls team, actually, while I was still in high school. I was a senior in high school and asked me if I'd help out. They didn't have a coach. He'd help me and, you know, he'd be at some of the practices, but he couldn't commit to it full-time. And so that's kind of how I first got into it. Um, and, uh, just kind of morphed from there. Hey, Mike, um, the, the name Wisconsin Lakers comes from, from the area, the Heartland area when you were, where this program was born and, you know, that's the lakes area. And, and to be the Lakers, I think people sometimes think, oh, are they trying to be like the Los Angeles Lakers? No, it's very easy where that program came from. And when you're starting, um, in the Lake Country area, to be the Lakers was a natural uh, name for this team, and, and it's continued. But it's really kind of grown from um, just being kind of where the, the Heartland, you're getting girls from Heartland and maybe Kettle Moraine and Oconomowoc school districts. And now it's really, you know, it's it's almost, you know, from, from Appleton to Beaver Dam to Dodgeville and Madison, there, there, there are players coming from all over. Yeah, you know, it's... It, I started out with a bunch of Oconomowoc kids. Um, slowly started to grow from there. It gets first, you know, which is awesome. Um, anytime you can expand and, and get kids from other it just, uh, you know, obviously helps the program. Um, you know, we've had some kids from Illinois and, you know, Sheboygan. We had the Wolf Sisters who played at Green Bay, uh, the twins, the 6'3 twins. Um, you know, and they were driving an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes uh, to get to practice. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's just, uh, pretty cool to see where it's gotten, gotten to and you get some different areas that play a little bit different. And, um, and it's really fun to see during the high school season, you know, in the winter season, when they go back to their youth teams and they go back to their, their high school seasons, getting to see guys play against each other. Um, you know, it's just kind of a blast to see, um, you know, cause they're, they're obviously really good friends and they wouldn't be normally friends had not played them all together. Hey, Mike, if somebody asks you, hey, what sets you guys apart? What's different from the Wisconsin Laker program to some of the other programs that we might be able to have our kids play for? What do you tell them? You know, I think, you know, we have a very heavy emphasis on skill development. I'm not saying that others don't, but there's such a culture in today's game of win before everything else. You know, you see a lot of, particularly in the fourth grade, um, you know, a lot of people that coach older groups like I do, I coach a high school group are kind of negative on coaching fourth grade. I love coaching fourth grade. You talk about getting their base in and their sponges trying to pick stuff up. That's the thing I dislike the least is coaching against the other programs um, because you see a ton of two, three zones, line defenses, um, doubling and tripling the basketball, which are things that are unbelievably successful at that age, obviously. And it's just about wins. It's, we're not teaching the kids anything at that point. You know, you see a lot of presses, you know, it's, I, I can never practice one second of press. It's going to be very effective probably through about sixth grade. 
um, just because most kids can't make that skip pass and some of them aren't as strong with the dribble. Um, you know, so those are some of the things that, you know, I always say is we're, we're not going to put wins first. Our kids are going to play man-to-man defense from fourth grade all the way up through high school. Not one second of zone. I've never done it. Um, you know, we're trying to get them to learn the basis of the game. And then when we get into the high school ages and it starts to become about trying to get recruited, um, you know, I think typically, you know, we have, you know, had more coaches watch our kids uh, than some of the other programs. Um, and that's just been with some of the good, really good players that we've had over the years. It's not because they're coming to watch any of our coaches or coming to watch me coach. Um, it's coming to watch talent. They're, they're, they're there for the kids, not, not to watch anything other than that. You know, it's interesting on your website, and it's WisconsinLakers.com. WisconsinLakers.com, and it is a a, a girls' club basketball um, organization that uh, there's a lot of information, really good information, on their website about skills training and and club information and kind of the history um, about this. One of the things that 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 caught my eye right away is there's if 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 you're a high school age player. Um, there's a high school travel season and then a regional high school season. And is the, the difference between those two, Mike, is, is it talent level or is it kids that are able to make that commitment to be able to travel and, and go to different states uh, compared to kids that are just going to kind of do it um, here regionally? Yeah, we've always had kids that have different goals. And there's nothing wrong with their goals just that basketball their high school seasons and they just want to be around it and um you know have a lot of fun um you know continue to grow and help their high school teams but they don't really have the ambition to want to play in college or you know they're all a really good soccer player or a really good softball player you know and don't really have the time to really commit um you know so we have an opportunity for those kids and then we have for the kids that hey basketball is my goal it's my it's my priority um, you know, I want to, I want to try to, to play at the next level. You know, you kind of got to get outside of the bubble, particularly for division one, um, and, and really travel and get to some of those bigger tournaments with some of those bigger programs, because, you know, a lot of these programs, they don't recruit regionally. If you look at the university of Wisconsin, currently women's basketball, I mean, they have somebody from the Czech Republic on their roster. Um, you know, they recruit nationally and the international game has really grown. You got a ton of rosters with Australian players, um, you know, so you're kind of competing now, not only from the, the whole entire country standpoint, but you're also starting to compete globally on the girls side now, um, you know, with, with some of those limited scholarship opportunities and, and we can talk all day about the NCAA and the trans portal and kind of the rest of them getting scholarships now with the and how easy it's to transfer. So you have to kind of get out there and, and, uh, get to those bigger tournaments, and so we have opportunities for both. Hey, Mike, we're going to get to a break. We're having a little problem with uh, with your phone, and we're going to try to get that fixed um, on the other side of the break. We're talking to Mike Ellis, he's director of the Wisconsin Lakers Girls Basketball Program. You can check them out, wisconsinlakers.com. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. I'm 12:50 a.m. The Fan, guys. I got to tell you, there's nothing better than live radio. 
It's just the best. And when one thing goes, everything goes, and even our pens sometimes don't work. And I can't thank Sam and, and Mitch uh, enough. I sit here and just kind of giggle as they're running around like crazy people trying to get things done. And, and I, man, there's no way I could get this uh, this show up and running without guys like uh, Sam and, and, and Mitch. So I just want to thank you. We were talking with Scotts and Lakers girls basketball and WisconsinLakers.com is the website you want to go to. And when you go to that website, go to About Us. And I think there's there's so much information there um, regarding tips for earning a college scholarship to playing seasons with the Wisconsin Lakers, wh- how to become a Wisconsin Laker, um, what sets us apart, and that's the Wisconsin Lakers. What sets us apart is as the premier Wisconsin Girls Club basketball program. And it has a couple of paragraphs about skills and drills and the the opportunity of how what it would take to uh, to be offered a scholarship and we do not allow players from outside the program to train with the Wisconsin Lakers nor do we allow players to play for other programs while playing for the Lakers that right there kind of sets them apart and I think that's important and and when you think about it look they're they're training people um, to play the Wisconsin Laker way and if they have they have players that then go out and practice with other teams or play, you know, a weekend here, a weekend there with other teams, now they've got to get them back into playing the way that they want them to play. And that that right there sets them apart from some of the um the other club teams that I've talked to, where they've said, look, we just want our players to play as much as possible. So if they want to go out and practice with other teams, as long as they come back to us, and if they want, if we're not playing a weekend, they want to get a run in and go play with another team. You know, that's okay with us. That's not okay with the Lakers, and I, I appreciate that. I do, because this is the way we want our kids to play, and we don't want them going for a weekend and sitting in a 2-3 zone and getting into those kind of uh, bad habits. We want them to play the way that we want them to play. And then they also talk about the training side of it, you know, earning versus promising, right? The Wisconsin Lakers make a clear distinction when it comes to a player's pursuit of career beyond high school. And it's right there on their website. Again, WisconsinLakers.com. And then follow them on Twitter as well. They've got great information. Wisconsin Lakers. And uh, talks a little bit about the elite girls basketball program based in southeast Wisconsin. And uh, we're going to try this again. Mike Ellis, you there? I am, sir. Man, there we go. Sounds a little bit better. Thank you for doing that. Hey, um, I love the fact that, and I highlighted this when I printed this out, that one of the things that, that's different is, look, we, we really we don't allow, we don't prefer that our kids go outside the program to train with other people, and we don't bring kids in that aren't part of the Wisconsin Laker program. If they feel like getting a run in at one of our practices, that's not what we do. We're not, this isn't an open gym for us. Yeah, you know, there's a couple different reasons why we have that. Yeah, that's, Michael, I'm sorry, brother, that's not working either. I We just lost you again uh, I, on your phone. We're going to try to reach out uh, to Monica here in a minute and see if we can't, uh, we can't get a hold of, of her. And as we're doing that, uh, again, if you've got a daughter, um, and it used to be just out in, in the Arrowhead, uh, the Heartland, the Kettle Moran, and Oconomowoc school districts, but now players are joining them from, from Appleton to Beaver Dam to Racine to Madison, Dodgeville, 
Uh, they also have a program based in Kohler, Wisconsin, that holds separate uh, tryouts. And uh, there's uh, that that in itself, I think, sets it apart as well. And they do a nice job in, in that area. And I can tell you a little bit, when I talked to Mike earlier in the week, and he talked about his dad starting this program, um, his dad started it because of his love for, for the game. And uh, I think they had one or two teams at that point. And then when Mike came back and took over, um, he's really kind of expanded this thing and made it a, a, one of the elite programs uh, for girls basketball in southeast Wisconsin. And it's it's different. You know, I coached on the boys' side the majority of my, my, my coaching career. Three years I coached on the girls' side of Calvary Baptist, same time I was coaching the boys. And it's a different animal. I'll tell you this. What I learned when I coached girls basketball is these girls came ready to practice hard every single day. Now, it was really social. Ten minutes before practice and two minutes after practice, it was very social. But once practice started, I thought they practiced harder than the boys I coached. And they didn't care if it was Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. On the boys' side, if we we didn't have but one game on Friday that week – Some of these boys would come, and they wouldn't go very hard Monday. And they wouldn't go very hard Tuesday. Wednesday, they'd think, well, if I kick it in a little bit today, Coach might I might uh, get his eye a little bit. Thursday, okay, I'm going to go hard again if if it's going to be a tough practice. A lot of times we'd we'd, uh, shut down the toughness of it and get a lot of shots up. But then guys are going after it, thinking, okay, now I should get some playing time on Friday. Girls didn't think that. Girls thought, look, I'm going to practice hard every single day. And – and I, I really appreciated that. Hey, Mike, are you back? I am, sir. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, do you find that? Am I telling the truth? Um, you coach boys for one year and, and the rest girls. I did kind of the opposite. I think girls come ready to practice hard every single day. Yeah, um, my experience with coaching girls is they're just tougher. <laughs> um you know, you just uh, a lot of people complain. Um, I love coaching girls basketball. When I coached boys, it was, you know, they always questioned everything. Um, you know what you were trying to tell them, and it's it's just a totally different animal. It's a totally different game. You know, every guy wants to dunk. I was no different when I played. Every guy wants to be an above the rim player, and you know, um, and it's just a totally different game. The girls just um, they understand a little bit more of the fundamentals. Um, and you kind of see it with if you watch a WNBA game versus an NBA game, you just see the ball move and actually run an offense versus isolations. And it, it's not to say that there's still not purity and, and, and great basketball to be played in the NBA. There is, and, and same for high school sports. But it's just it's just totally different. And the, the girls' side for me is is where it's at. And I, I will never coach boys again. Hey, Mike, when we were talking off the air um, a couple of days ago, and we talked about kind of where the game has gone and what that has done to, to uh, how you guys um, kind of play, and, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. And you said, look, because kids have gotten so good at, at shooting the ball like from the corner, we, we don't we don't uh, help a lot on the strong side. You know, weak side, we're, we're sinking hard and we're helping. But on the strong side, we're not going to come in and try to double off a screen and let somebody sit alone in the corner. And that's really changed over the years on the girls' side. Yeah, you know, the game is, is, is always evolving, always changing. Um, you know, it used to be two, maybe if you're lucky, you had three good shooters on a team. Now, if you don't have five or six and – you know, have have a, a whole group that you can throw out that that, that can shoot the basketball. It's just uh, it makes it very difficult um, in today's game with 
with the ability of that three-point shot. And, you know, you got kids now that can hit it from four or five feet behind the three-point line with ease. Um, you know, and so you just have to uh, understand that, uh, you know, with, when, you, when you're playing defense, if you're giving up three and, the other, and you're getting two, it's, the, the, the math is working against you. And you, you, you've got to be able to defend that three-point shot. It's such a big part of the game today. Um, you know, and you can just see it in, in all changes in all all levels of college basketball, NBA. How much that three point shot has changed the game, um, and, and you got to be able to defend the three. If you can't defend the three, you're going to have a long day. Hey, Mike, we're going to get to a break here in a minute. Before we do that, um, Monica, who is is your wife, played um, at Marquette big-time basketball player, and now is part of, of the Wisconsin Lakers. I know she had coached last year, but congratulations. Uh, you guys are expecting your first, and I don't know if, if she'll coach again this year, but how important was was it to have, um, to have a woman who played at such a high level be willing to come in and, and coach some of the younger kids in the Wisconsin Lakers program? And so now they're learning from somebody that obviously played, when you play at Marquette, um, man, you're awfully good basketball player. And for her to be willing to teach kids, you know, third and fourth grade, some of the fundamentals, I, I just think what a perfect fit, um, not only for these kids, but then for her as well. Yeah, it gives a role model, um, you know, obviously – um, having female role models that you can look and follow um, and take guidance from. It, it, it's not to say that you can't have great guy role models, uh, but uh, it's no question a benefit when you have a female role model. And, um, you know, she obviously played a very high high level at Marquette, and I have to break her up. She was on the 1999 Kettle Marine State Championship team as well. Um, so, you know, she, she's somebody who's won a gold ball, um, you know, which, you know, obviously you have a lot of kids that have those ambitions. Um, to try to win state championships, and she's a kid that's done it. She's she's held the gold ball. She's kissed the gold ball. Um, got to cut down a net. I mean, those are those are lifelong uh, experiences that money can't buy. Uh, and uh, you know, pretty cool for somebody to be able to to learn and, and develop and and get that uh, that knowledge that she can partake on, on on work ethic. I think that's probably the number one thing that uh, you know my wife uh, you know probably can get instill in anybody is. If you saw how hard she works, uh, you'd, you'd be blown away. Hey, Mike, is there by any chance you think she's listening to us right now? Uh, there's probably a good chance. She actually just got back from her run. So, um, and hey, we can pro- probably bring her on over here well, and, good. And, and let her chat a little bit. And before we do, before we do, because we're going to get to a break and we'll talk to her on the other side of the break, I asked you this uh, the other day. You guys played horse one time, right? We did actually just recently. We had a little bet on it. Um, she it was about our next uh, vacation we were going on. Who got to plan what? And uh, so we had a bet on the game of horse. And uh, where did you want to go? Oh, it, it wasn't where we were going. It's what 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 we were going to do. I'm I'm not a hiker. Um, my wife loves to hike, so anytime we go on trips, she wants to go on hikes, and so she's always trying to jockey to get me to do that. And so I said, hey, you know, next game of horse, let's. Let's decide who gets to do what on the on the trip. How much, I hey, didn't want to go on a hike. Hey, Mike, how much hiker are you are you going on the next trip you take? I I'm not going on a hike. Yeah, no, I, boy. I got her. Uh, <laughs> I got I got her. I got her straight horse. I told her she had to start the little conditioning before we started shooting. Then then I might have been in trouble because she's in a lot better shape than I am. But I can I can do some stationary shooting still. Man, so no hiking on this next vacation. 
That is correct. Man, we're going to talk to Monica on the other side of the break. We're going to ask her how that happened. You know, a, a state championship at Kettle Moraine played at Marquette, but the, the high school boy from Nevada got her in the game of horse. We were talking to Mike and now Monica Ellis on the other side of the break. Uh, Mike is the director of the Wisconsin Lakers girls basketball program. Go to their website, wisconsinlakers.com, or go to their their uh, their Twitter page. A lot of really good information on their Twitter page, at Wisconsin Lakers. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Don't worry about losing the game of horse. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. We're talking Wisconsin Lakers girls basketball program. Mike Ellis is the director. His wife, Monica, big-time basketball player. But boy, oh boy, when it comes to hiking, Mike is going to make sure he wins that game of horse so he doesn't have to do that when he goes on vacation. Monica, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You know, obviously winning the state championship at Kenna Moraine and playing at Marquette, man, big highlights for you. But losing that game of horse, not so much. Not so much. It was a little little blow to the ego. I thought I could at least <laughs> get him to have a left. I just got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe what you got to do is next time play him one-on-one full court. I do. I think I have to make him run a mile with me first, and then we'll shoot the three, and, and hopefully that'll get him tired enough. That 100%. Hey, Monica, can, can we talk a little bit on your feeling of the Wisconsin Lakers girls uh, program? Playing um, at the level that you played at, I, I think it's important to, to, to understand that when, when you played where you played and how well you played, that you would not join an organization that just roll the ball out, and let girls get you know scrimmage all day long, and and uh, get as many kids in and let kids come and go as they please. I think it was important for you to say, look, this is kind of my belief on how we're going to get girls to the next level and and teach them a game of basketball the way that I think it should be taught. So when you got involved with the Wisconsin Lakers girls program, had to be pretty impressed with the way Mike and and this program was being run. I was. Yeah, I really was. He, Mike was actually, um, before we started dating, he tried to get me for a couple of years to coach for the Lakers. And I just, you know, I said, no, kind of pushed it off. But, um, but then I, you know, started to hear more about the club and the success they had. So uh, so when I joined, I, I could tell a difference right away. It was, you know, it was very much this attitude of, you know, developing the girls from the fourth grade all the way up with that basic, the skills they needed. And and he was teaching them at the fourth grade level things that would carry through all the way through high school and into college. Um, and I felt like that just made such a big difference to really set these girls on the right track from the very first time they started to play. Hey, Monica, I'm not sure that I'm on the right um Twitter page, but are you are you also an author, HR leader, and a marathoner? I am. I am. Yep. So I um, think back in 2018, published a book um, on HR, um, which is my career and, and where I work. So, um, so I did write a book and kind of working on some others on the side now. Um, and so that's exciting. So hopefully more books in the future and. 
um, has started to get into running. I think there is just a, a need for a lot of athletes to find a way to still be competitive after after college. So I started to do triathlons and got into marathons. So still do that now, which I love, um, and still working in HR. Hey, what is the name of the book? It's called The Way of the HR Warrior. Um, so it's basically kind of a take on um, funny enough, similar to sports, um, there's basic competencies you need to do to be successful in your career. Uh, and a lot of it is just, it applies to every career. It's about having courage. It's about consistency. It's about having goals, um, which really translates right into sports as well. A hundred percent. And I think, look, not to get away from the youth sports, but I think the HR world in the last 18 months has been thrown up to, to a, thrown into a whole different direction than where it was pre-COVID, right? I, I just, I, I, I talked to none of my sisters in the HR world and I talked to a number of people. In fact, I, um, until recently, I, 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 I hurt my back and I'll get back to it, but I've been, I, I was working out at the, at the Burn Boot Camp out on Meadowbrook in Waukesha. And there's a woman there that's in HR and I had a number of questions for her. And she said, wow. These are the questions I'm getting like on a daily basis, and this is how I feel that we need to go. And then another company I work with, Current Electric, I'm really good friends with the HR lady over there, and I asked her some of the similar questions, and she said, well, these are my feelings. And so it's, it's kind of like people in your industry, they're trying to figure this thing out too. They are. Yeah. And I, I can tell you, so I work at uh, Pfizer. Um, so I'm an HR director at Pfizer. And I can tell you, you know, the, the information changes probably on a daily basis as far as, you know, how to bring employees back into the office, um, what kind of environment do people want to work in. And, you know, at the end of the day, people are people. You know, they, they have emotions, they have feelings, they have families. Everybody's circumstance is a little bit different. Some people have elderly family members they're caring for. Some have children that aren't going back to school full time. Um, so it's, it's difficult. Um, I don't think the dust is going to settle for a while. Um, so I, you know, from my vantage point, I think a lot of HR is just being human and understanding that people are human and there's no one size fits all solution. Hey, so here's, listen to what Monica just talked about and, and on her, um, uh, on her Twitter page and it's uh, at, hold on here. Let me grab this at Monica Ellis number 20 and it says ideas are easy production is hard and she's talking about her work at Pfizer right there but you talk about a perfect fit for what the Wisconsin Lakers girls basketball program look ideas are easy you know what oh, I should be I should get 15 shots a, a game I should be shooting all threes those ideas they're easy but then to be good at that the production side of it is where it's hard Okay, you want that's what you think you should do, then get in the gym and get 150 shots up every day. And then come talk to me in six months about, you know, the idea you have, that's easy. Yeah, you can think about that all day, but then can you be good at it? The production side of it, yeah, are you good? Hey, Monica, did you enjoy, um, did you enjoy teaching and coaching um, the young ones, the third and fourth graders? I do. Yeah, I do. I think, um, you know, I think it, it suits my personality a little bit better because I, I want to be a little bit more of a teacher. Um, and to be honest, I just don't have the voice to yell like Mike does. <laughs> so, 
he fits better for the older kids, but um, he's still so good with sk- skill development all the way through. But I enjoy the younger ages because I think from um, for girls, so much about playing sports and just growing up, it's about having confidence. Um, so I really kind of focus with the girls on try something new. Believe in yourself. You know, believe you can make that shot. Believe you can play defense. Um, and that's what I, I really want to focus with these young girls on is believe you can be a good player and just kind of start to build their confidence from that young age. Michael, when um, when you played, and, and I know that you, you remember playing at, at, at an early age, was basketball something that, that you fell in love with early, knowing that that's, what you, that's the sport you wanted to, to play? Were you a multi-sport athlete? And when did the basketball bug really hit you? Yeah, to be honest, I was a late bloomer. Um, I played no sports until eighth grade. Um, eighth grade was the first time that I even tried it. And honestly, I tried it because my friends told me I should because I was about six feet tall in the eighth grade. So so I just showed up. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but honestly, just tasting a little bit of success at a young age. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was just locked in. And I just believed from day one, okay, if I'm going to if I want to get to my full potential as an athlete, I'm going to have to probably sacrifice a lot, but I'm going to have to commit a lot to be that good. Um, so I set my goal that, hey, okay, I've got four years um, before I'm in college, and I, I want a Division One scholarship. So I'm going to do whatever I have to do over the next four years to get there. Um, and then I played volleyball as well in high school. And, you know, Mike talks about it too. A lot of times when, when you get girls that want to play in college, they get to a certain point where they have to make a decision on which sport because you really do have to be fully dedicated. So I made the tough decision to walk away from volleyball, um, even though I was starting to get recruited at, you know, at that point and just really fully commit to basketball, but never looked back and, and certainly don't regret it. Um, but I definitely started late. <laughs> Boy, that's really interesting. I want people to understand that. You know, there are times where I'll get calls and people will say, look, my da- in fact, I talked to somebody not too long ago. They said my daughter's always played basketball and she's now a freshman in high school and they talked her into coming out for the volleyball team. And she, as a freshman, made the varsity team in volleyball. And she's around wow. all these kids that have played club volleyball forever. And I don't think I don't think she should be doing this. I think she's concentrating on basketball. And I said, absolutely not. You understand that some of the kids she's playing with right now, because they've played so much volleyball, they're they're tapped off. This is how good they're going to be. Your daughter, who has not played a lot, and she obviously has some skill, or she wouldn't have made the varsity team as a freshman, has got the ceiling is it's way higher. And and I think that you know she's having a ball. And she's not playing a ton, but she's having a ball. Hey, we're going to continue our conversation with with Mike Ellis, director of the Wisconsin Lakers girls program, and his wife. Um, Monica, is, if you're listening to, to, to some of the things she's saying, she's taken what she learned and she does at work and moved it into the Wisconsin Lakers basketball program. And her, her book, The Way of the HR Warrior, be an interesting read, especially this, you know, the, where we are in our country. I think it'd be a very interesting read, to say the least. We're going to get to a break. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen, heating and cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
I'm Mike McGiver. We're talking with Wisconsin Lakers girls basketball program. I think we still have Mike Ellis on. Mike, are you there? Yes, sir. Matt, hey, Mike, y'all kicked your coverage, pal. Yeah, you know, uh, I always joke with her. There's uh, winners and losers in every relationship, and I, I definitely won. So Matt, I, I am not happy you beat her in horse now. Now I want her to win. I was so happy with you about 10 minutes ago. And now, no, nah, I don't think so. I want you going on every hike she wants you to go on on that vacation. Because, man, you don't, I, would, I would not want to upset her. She's so impressive. And the fact that she, you know, runs marathons, she's an author, coaches. And what I didn't say to her is congratulations. And to both of you, uh, when is the uh, the baby due? Uh, April 14th. Man, congrats. Just so you know, I'm an old guy, grandfather of almost five now, all grandsons. And uh, life's going to change, brother, just so you know. That's that's the message that we keep. Uh, <laughs> we keep trying. I have a sister, an older sister, that's got... Uh, Got two little ones, two girls, and then uh, Monica actually has a brother uh, that's got ten. Wow! So, um, so we uh, we're around it quite a bit, but obviously uh, we've been in our our set ways of you know kind of having the luxury to kind of travel and do some of the things we want, and that's uh, that's going to be changing come spring. So it is, and you know, my son Matthew, my my daughter Katie, and son-in-law John have uh, three and a fourth on the way due in January. Son Matthew and his wife Kiara have a two-year-old, little Liam Michael McGivern. In fact, I sent you that little video. That was funny, right? It was hysterical. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, so we have. I have a little tyke soup for my nieces that we can uh, get set back up. So. <laughs> Well, Monica's going to be at the whole HR department now at home is going to be all different. I can I can tell you that. Hey, Mike, when when uh, when you have uh, parents and, and they have daughters that may have played in, in, in a different uh, travel team um, and then come to you and say, hey, look, can we at least get a trial? Can we get a look? Can we kind of figure out what's going on with the Wisconsin Laker program? You're okay with that, right? If they're in fifth, sixth grade, not happy with where they're at, and they want to at least get a tryout or, or take a look at what you guys offer with the Wisconsin Lakers program, um, you're okay with, with talking to those families? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're always looking. Um, yeah, you're always looking to, to expand and, and uh, add talent. So, I mean, we're going to take a look at anybody who wants to give us a look. Um, and then the ones that are with us, they're with us. And, um, you know, we want them, uh, just, to, to wear our uniform. There's, uh, you know, a lot of the, it was a little bit more so when we first started out a little bit of kind of what I call the rental player. And, and we, we just, we didn't like that. We don't like the image of it. Um, and obviously people teach things differently. So when they're with us, we want them just with us. Um, but we're obviously going to give kids an opportunity if they want to take a look, um, to have an opportunity to uh, to play for us, um, so we're always we're always looking. Hey, uh, can we talk a little bit about what the cost is to to be part of the Wisconsin Lakers program? Yes, so I mean it, it varies based on age. Um, you know, starting out in fourth grade, we're at uh, I think it's five fifty a player, and then high school is I think thirteen fifty. Um, all of our teams covers a backpack, um, covers a uniform that's supplied to them. They return it uh, at the end of the season. Um, and then obviously have travel expenses and, and, and things like that. But we do our best to try to keep our costs down as best as possible to make it affordable um, because, uh, you know, the, the travel in particular when you get to high school, um, you know, having to, to stay probably five, six events, um, you know, in hotels, whether you're trying to play in front of D2 coaches or D1 coaches, um, can drive the cost up for families uh, pretty quickly. So 
we do our best to try to keep those costs down. Um, so it's, it's affordable for all to, to try to, to try to play. And, and, um, you know, so it's always, uh, always a process trying to make sure it's, uh, staying within the realm. Um, you know, because obviously, particularly in the last 18 months, you know, the world changed, um, and some families were unfortunately affected in, uh, uh, that category of uh, you know financial stability. So we're always trying to make sure we're helping with that. WisconsinLakers.com, how difficult to find good quality coaches nowadays? You know, um, it's it just probably the sheer number, you know, that you need. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good coaches, but you're always trying to, to have as many as, as you can because, you know, you have, you know, we're, we're at 14 teams throughout our club right now. Um, you know, I coach three personally, so I get stretched pretty thin. Um, you're always trying to get more coaches. Uh, but I, I would tell you that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on coaches these days and, you know, criticism from, from a lot of parents and things like that, that have, I think made people a little uncomfortable coaching, um, and, and very similar with refing. you know, um, I think we've kind of gotten, uh, in a culture that, you know, everyone thinks they know everything. And I always say, you know, uh, coaching is easy when you get to critique from the stands. Um, but when you got to make a decision, you know, in a split second decision, I mean, it's very easy for me to critique, you know, watch it on TV. And then I get uh, an hour to think about what I would have done differently versus right. when you're in that moment, you got to make that split second decision, sub this kid in, take a timeout here. Don't take a timeout. Um, you know, we need this shot versus that shot. It's, it's, it's a little different when you're in the heat of it. And until you're in that hot seat, um, you know, it's always easy to, uh, to make comments. Yeah, I tell you, over the years, uh, with all the coaching I did, I'd have parents or uncles and aunts coming up and saying, well, why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? And I said, well, when you were in that position, when you were the head coach, um, obviously you must have been to, to, to question what I was doing. How did you handle it? And 95% of the time they said, well, I've, I've never coached. Excellent. You know, so let's talk about it. When you get your own team, you put in the kind of you know sweat equity that we put in then come to me and talk to me about it. Um, and not in a mean way, but let's just, you know, when there's 16 seconds left in the game and it's tied and, and you got the ball, now I'm making those decisions so it's a whole different animal. Hey, Mike, thank you so much. WisconsinLakers.com. WisconsinLakers.com. And the book that we talked about with his wife, Monica, The Way of the uh, HR Warrior. The Way of the HR Warrior. Be an interesting read. Um, I for today's world, really interesting, I would think. Mike, thanks a lot for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Look forward to having you on again uh, maybe in the next six months or so. Well, thank you, sir. Really appreciate the opportunity. You bet. Uh, and tell Monica we said thank you as well. This has been the U Sports Show brought to you by Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling on 1250 AM, The Fan.